Station. Yes, welcome back. Another episode of Sheep Station Cup Dynasty Podcast. Joined by my regular suspects, Poyta. How are you, mate? Oh, Very good, thank you. Oh, is that a beer I hear? I threw out the surprise beer for you. Yeah, you got me real good there. That's uh, a little bit turned on now. I should have grabbed myself one. Uh, guest Dragon Ball Z. You was, how are you, mate? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. It's uh, the long-awaited Anzac Battlers trade podcast, slash trade podcast in general. And uh, no one better than uh, the person who had the number one pick in that league this year. And that's uh, that's Dylan. How are you, mate? Shut yeah, up, mate. Really, really good. Happy that's to good. be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, look, anytime. You know, one of our only f- one of our five listeners. So, need <laughs> 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 a guest. And uh, who better than someone who is in the uh, the trade dance of the 101 in this league? So, oh. bit of fun. It's good to have you here. Yeah, cheers, mate. Yeah, it was a bit of a. I think that. 101 moved a few a few times back and forth i, I had it at one point gave it away and got it back again so yes yeah, it's, it's a it's a funny funny league we're in aren't we yes <laughs> mate sometimes it's hard to keep up with and yeah. uh we're gonna we're gonna break a few of these trades down today and uh see what the results are um they've they've all been clamoring for us to give some feedback on on some of these trades and i think you know who better than the sheep station cup dynasty podcast to rip into it and break it down you feel so, um, first actual real guest outside of our, our mates here, so we're going to ask you a few guest questions. So, how long have you been into the old fantasy game for? Um, I've been playing it for about 12 years, so mostly redraft, um, yep. but yeah, about 12 years ago, good good mate of mine asked me to jump on into his fantasy league, and I thought, what, what the hell is this stupid thing? And <laughs> I jumped in, and yeah, I've been addicted ever since, so here we are. Yeah, it's um. Well, how long have we been going for now? Probably, probably about about ten years, maybe. I don't know. I can't even remember. I no, think my first no, team. Not that long. But... First time oh. I had like AJ Green or something as like my number one wide receiver. And I was like, I, I'm looking back. I'd say the I can't league with me, Pete, and uh, Wizard has been going for a fair while since. Yeah, we've been about three years more than. Yeah. yeah, and I think I played in a couple of random leagues two years before we started ours, so it's yeah, it's probably been about ten years. So you're you're, you're the vet in comparison to us, <laughs> slightly. <laughs> and then you moved to Dynasty. Yeah. How, how long have you been in the Dynasty game for? Um, I'd say about four. Maybe this is my fifth year coming up. So it's still, I think it's still fairly new to me. Like the uh, the the rankings of players and everything like that is so different. So mm. um, yeah, so, yeah, about four or five years. Well, once again, the vet. We've only been into it about three years. So um, <laughs> you're still the vet there. So. I feel so yes. old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now this is going to this is might trigger uh, co-host viewers here, but uh, your team. Who's your NFL team? My N- <laughs> my NFL team is the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, mate. <laughs> fly Eagles, fly. Get it. <laughs> Well, we've got a Giants fan here. Yeah, I know. I've, I've heard all your little takes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon the Eagles have got the wood on the Giants? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I At reckon, the moment, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, though, like I was really happy supporting you guys against the Patriots, and you've won me money both times on that those Super Bowls, <laughs> yeah. so thank you. I'll thank you for that. I was in New York for that Super Bowl. It was fantastic, so... No way. Yeah. That's awesome. ridiculous. And, and thanks for getting you. rid of OBJ, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't take much to go against the Patriots. Why do, though, why do you really? think I'm a Closet Browns fan now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's much closet about it, though. <laughs> it's in the open plains, in the yeah, sheet. Jer- jersey's in the mail. <laughs> Hopefully it fits a bit better than the one that I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, last question. Bit of a, a bit of a tough one. You've probably made a thousand trades, but do you have a feeling you've got your best trade? Um, yeah, I was I was thinking about that one, and I recently, you know, I normally go out and acquire, you know, guys that I like, and I just got, you know, a message, and the dude wanted Tyler Boyd uh, 
for and he's going to send me Stefan Diggs and I was oh, like yeah, nice. yeah I'll, I'll just take that man like <laughs> I wasn't going to like I could have like maybe tried to like hustle him some more but I was like the poor guy like <laughs> so I just took it straight away like yeah sure thing man like try to play it as cool as I could and yeah here we go I got Diggs on my team so happy about that happy days I think you was a bit of a fan of Diggs these days made a couple of moves for him opportunistic I guess fair enough um, yeah, I don't really. It's hard to think of your best trade. We haven't actually answered that question ourselves. Poida, do you have a best trade? Oh, my best trade was trading um, Jordan Howard and uh, <laughs> Jordan Jordan Reed for oh. James Connor and I can't remember what else I got. From it. Doesn't matter. I thought you were going to say um, oh, that wasn't Jordan. It was David Montgomery and something for. Was it Alshon Jeffrey? Moore just because it was recent. <laughs> No, I don't know. I can't remember what it was. It might have been Cortland Sutton. Yeah, right. Oh, jeez. Yours? It's tough. Uh, it's tough I'm going to bring this one up for you, for you guys. It was a three-way trade we made. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got Aaron Jones for... I don't even remember who it was, but nothing. It was like a fourth-round pick and Hines or someone. I don't know. Uh, it was Jordan Wilkins. Jordan Wilkins. Oh, yeah, what a great yeah. trade that was. I think I gave up Jordan Wilkins and no, I gave up Aaron Jones and someone else, and I got back Marvin Jones. Dog shit. Because I got Marvin Jones. Yeah, and I got back like Jordan, Jordan Wilkins, Wilkins and some pleb. Oh, yeah. De- Demarius Thomas. Someone got. <laughs> yeah, he was my throw. <laughs> yeah, shocking stuff. Shocking stuff. So yeah, that's that's the kind of trades we get in our league. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, we're going to break down these, these Anzac Battler trades. There's only 46 that have gone through since the start of March. Um, so I've, I've sifted through them and pulled out the best 46. <laughs> um, now I've picked out the, the best, say, what, 18 or the, the most kind of, yeah, 18 to 20, um, most kind of like big name trades or, you know, it wasn't just... You know, the 203 for the 205 and the 208, 307 or something like that. So something, you know, big names um, and, you know, pre-draft stuff, some post-draft stuff. So we can break down who, who we think wins in the long term and then, you know, short-term, ga- short-term games as well for this uh, for these trades. But, um, yeah, this league's been mighty interesting. It's hard to keep, keep up with. And um, I don't even know who's got who anymore, so I can't even tell you who's <laughs> going to win this bloody league. But uh, we'll start with the trades for the 101 because um, Father Koala, <laughs> who was the, the bottom place in the league, has dished this 101 out. And then, yeah, look, you bought him off him. Bought the 101. You were the first move that I could remember. Um, bought the 101 for Terry McLaurin. The 2-4 and the 2-5. Yeah, the I think... I, I, I sent him the 101. Oh, yeah, no, you sent him the 101. Yes, yeah, you did. yeah. Yep. So I sent him that 101. Uh, the thinking behind it was uh, I had, obviously with 101, you're probably going to go quarterback in a super flex league. Mm. Um, and I have Wentz and Mahomes. So I was like, I don't don't really need it. And I found throughout the, the actual fantasy season, it was my depth that was killing me, not my quarterbacks. They were fine. So I was like, I might as well try and get a player and a couple good picks. So two four and two five. I was thinking, you know, a wide receiver, a couple a couple young ones that'll maybe get some game time uh, would be better for me than you know drafting a, a Burrows. So yeah, that's why I sent that. Yeah, so that's um, I think he moved the two fours and the two five as well. Um, but yeah, in, the end. <laughs> in, in in the in kind of hindsight, in a nutshell, it's, it's essentially Terry McLaurin and whatever you got for the rest of it for the 101 and then you ended up getting the 101 back at the end for, for less than it or almost less than it anyway so yeah it's been been pretty crazy um, the 2-4 ended up being Keyshawn Vaughn and the 2-5 ended up being Jalen Rager for the people who got it so it was Terry McLaurin Keyshawn Vaughn Jalen Rager for the 101 hmm. Pete Ewers what do you reckon about that? I mean high price? yeah if or you're talking price you that's, just, pay? that's on on value only right like mm. he didn't end the, the trade didn't end up with um, someone still having Terry McLaurin Vaughan and Rager right no correct yeah so I mean I, it's hard for me to value those picks knowing that they're not in this trade they're just after value is 2.4 and 2.5 mm. I think it's still probably a good a good get for that Which, the one you get the wide receiver 
No, I think the I think the both is probably fairly probably fairly yeah. evenish. Yeah, it depends. There's probably a lot more dependencies here, but I think Terry McCollum's probably worth you know a mid first round pick now. So adding in the two four and the two five to move from a mid first to the one oh one is probably something that I could see getting a deal done. Mm, yeah, definitely. This is a uh, super flex league, by the way. So you're always guaranteed to have a couple of quarterbacks go in that first round. Um, yeah, this is a, it. Was a surprising draft. I'll I'll run through the order in a little bit after we do this trades for the 101 thing, and I will you know kind of give a bit of context as to as to who Dylan's gone after when he actually finished with the 101. <laughs> um, so then from that, the 101 got moved again uh, for Michael Thomas and the 410. Uh, and then that got traded for Alan Robinson, the 101, and the 304. So Michael Thomas cost the 101, the Alan Robinson, and the 304. Um, so this is the second move for the 101. This is this, since March, anyway. There was probably another five or six 101 trades um, previously. Um, what do we think about that? Michael Thomas for the 101, Alan Robinson, 304. What do we think about this one, Lewis? About the right for Michael or? Thomas uh, pretty easily here. Um, Yep. I guess Alan Robinson's all right, uh, but it's any chance you get to get a player like Michael Thomas, I'm probably gonna go for that side. So it's not unfair or anything, but yeah, just really like Michael Thomas. <laughs> yeah, um, he also went in a tra- in um, the, the judge league um, that me and you are in for something as well. Michael Thomas has been on the move, but. Yeah, I don't think it's an overpay. I don't think it's an underpay, though. Um, Alan Robinson's still kind of got that upside, as a depending on where the Bears can or what the Bears can do this year, if their quarterback problems can be fixed. Plus, then you get a 101, which usually in a superflex league is pretty vital for a quarterback, um, and then a 304 is a bit of a dart throw, and then he gets the 410 back as well. But that's also a dart throw. So, Petey, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm on the Michael Thomas side. I think, I guess, even if the quarterback's a 101. He's like locking in that stud receiver now. Mm. I mean, I'm trying to avoid the 410 being eaten because, um, I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> our quarterback can fall to 410 in a superflex. Um, it's behind me. Um, but I guess, yeah, I'm I'm not too high on Alan Robinson coming in this year. They're not certain at quarterback. Um, so that's probably not something you want to be relying on a wide receiver that doesn't have a... Um, you know, some certainty there, and they're probably a team that, in all likelihood, could be chopping and changing between quarterbacks. Give someone a go, he doesn't perform, throw the other guy in, he he goes all right for a couple of weeks, and now he's not performing, they go back to the other guy. I think the Bears aren't a team that I'm, I'd be going all in on at wide receiver here. But with the 101, I mean, if you, this is a move that like reeks of someone that doesn't have a quarterback. So if they get the quarterback they're after to build the team around, probably good. But by the sake of it, by the sound of it what looks to be the next couple of moves, it doesn't sort of align with that. Yeah, so he eventually then traded that one away away. Well, he did get a quarterback. He got Baker yeah. Mayfield from it. So he got Baker Mayfield, Evan Ingram, and Cooper Cup. Traded away Matt Breeder, uh, the 303, a 2021 first, and the 101. So he did get his quarterback. Um, Baker Mayfield is the the replacement, I suppose, for the 101 there. Uh, so, Dylan, what did you think seeing this one when you saw Mayfield get swapped? Are you a Mayfield believer like, like you is, or...? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's really hard. I, I kind of like I really like Baker when he first came out in, into the league, and I just feel like it's unfortunate he's on the Browns. Like they just mismanage everyone, it seems. So um, if I'm betting on just the person, I really like Baker, and as a player, that's he's got the talent. But I just feel like the organization is probably not one you'd want to bet on. So. Yeah, that's my take on Baker. I try, I don't try to avoid him, but I don't actively go out and try to get him. Yeah, unfortunately, I've been sucking into a few of the Baker moves and it's kind of cost me, but um, yeah, look what he do. And then the Cooper Cup and Evan Ingram uh, essentially swapped for Breeder, a 3 a 3 and a 20-21. So it's, it's pretty pricey. Two firsts, um, a decent running back situation, and then you know, a 3 a 3 pick. Cooper Cup, Evan Ingram, Baker Mayfield. Any thoughts on that, Ewers, or...? probably not going to stun you but I actually quite like the Baker Mayfield side of this um, <laughs> not so much like okay Baker Mayfield um, for the 101 alone is like fine value like it's a quarterback for a rookie quarterback like you're not really swapping that much Cooper Cup for a 2021 first 
is mm-hmm. a pretty good trade as well. So then Matt Breeder and a 303 for Evan Ingram is great as well. Like, I think it's a pretty... Like, that side, you're getting three good players for not that much. So, I think yeah, it's pretty I'm pretty good. sure the um, the response in the league chat for this one was, I hope you use lube. Um, <laughs> I was on the, the Baker, Evan, Cooper. It was one of those ones that everyone was yeah. like, oh, Jesus Christ, I would have given you more kind of thing. But, yeah, um, yeah look... Prodigal's then gone and changed him. So 101 once again gets traded uh, for an Alshon Jeffrey, Hakeem Butler, 2021 first, and the 106. Up to the 101 and the 208 for you, Dylan. So you've mm. paid Alshon, Hakeem Butler, the 106, and a 2021st to move up five spots and get a second round pick. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> I'm an Eagles fan and. Alshon doesn't have much left, <laughs> so I was real happy giving him away. Um, well, I'm a Cardinals fan, and Hakeem Butler's coming out this year, let me tell you. I'm oh, just, gosh. I'm definitely <laughs> not, not if uh, Hopkins has anything to yeah, say about definitely it. Definitely kidding. But... <laughs> and Hakeem, like, I, I loved his uh, his talent, but I, I just don't have, I don't have time to wait on him, I guess, so I was like, see you later. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, I, I gave up a lot, I feel, uh, to move up, but I think... The guy who who I took with one and one in the end, I, I really liked, and I wanted to have that, I, I guess, leverage if if I really wanted to trade it away again. If someone else was really high on whoever, then I could. Um, so yeah, I just paid the price, man. Yep, fair enough. Uh, so the one and one, the two hundred eight is what you got back. Uh, two eight. I don't know if you kept it, but who knows? Um, any comments on this one? You was Tweety, Ashon Butler, one hundred six. 2021 first? Yeah, I think I agree the first two parts of it are almost crap. Yeah. I mean, no one's bought, like, for the price, Jeffrey's probably worth more than what you can sell him for, but if you can, you've made some value thrown into this pick, into this trade, sorry. And I think, you know, Akeem Butler's probably, you know, just, he's really some guy you need to leave on the taxi squad for one more year if you could, but he's not going to be startable at all. It's the 106 and another first for the 101 and a two back. So you've you've moved back, what, was it a 10-team league? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've moved back a bit into the second round. That's 12 picks, I think, yeah. Um, to give up a 2021st and to move forward six picks. It's not too bad. About even, you reckon? Yeah, pretty, pretty even. I mean, what was the 101, a quarterback? The 101 <laughs> was Jonathan Taylor. Ooh. <laughs> So there it is. Yep. So he moved up with all that, and he got Jonathan Taylor for it. So I tell you what, this was a strange draft because yeah. when, the when we had it, three and four. Yeah, this is one of the strangest things. I mean, one thing that I've taken from, I can't remember who said it, but it's, I think it's very valuable, is that like the cheapest you ever get a quarterback in Superflex is normally the draft. in the draft. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it it is a bit easier. You're playing a ten team league where that's probably more suited mm-hmm. towards a twelve or fourteen team league that quarterbacks a bit scarce. But in a ten team league, perhaps it's not yeah. a need to have that. Like I think in most leagues you need to have three, or four quarterbacks just to protect yourself. But and have that depth. But if you're in a ten team league, there's a lot more three and four quarterbacks going around. That you have that anyway. Yeah. So when Jonathan Taylor, Clyde edwards then Joe Burrow, and then Tua. They were the, the first four. But, um, yeah, I was actually really surprised that you went Jonathan Taylor here, Dylan. I thought you were looking at maybe either CEH or then going to quarterback. Um, I know you've got Mahomes and Wentz, but outside of that, it was it's kind of a... You don't have much depth of quarterback, but I suppose when you I got those Jared two, Goff. <laughs> yeah, you traded him away, though, didn't you? Yeah, I think I traded him <laughs> recently. <laughs> yeah, so you had both, but... Um, yeah. Gardner um, Minshew is your backup, I guess. Um, so you can see, but yeah, I was actually surprised. So run, run us through your thoughts, thoughts here. Um, I just think with Jonathan Taylor, well, the Colts really they've been looking at uh, getting rid of their their average running game and and Marlon Mack, and well, like Marlon Mack. Yeah, Marlon Mack, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Get off. Um, and Jonathan Taylor, I I thought he was the best running back uh, coming out of of the draft uh, in terms of pure running talent. So I used uh, the, uh, I look pretty much use it, the Dynasty Nerds kind of, uh, they've got videos available where you can just watch the college film of just the player's snaps. Mm. And I looked at Jonathan Taylor and I was like, he's he's mini Saquon. Like he's 
he's fast. He's he, he's actually got moves for a big guy. He can run people over. Like I really liked him. And then going to the Colts with an awesome O line, like maybe maybe one of the best O lines at least with inside blocking. I feel like it's a, a match made in heaven in terms of you know his production. Uh, it is a PPR league, so I I did think of Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but I just yeah I wanted to get my guy, and I I guess I just backed myself. Yeah, fair enough. Makes sense. Um, yeah, I was kind of on the on the fence of going Clyde Edwards Hilaire first. Um, I thought that's who you were probably going to go, and then you told me in the chat it was Jonathan Taylor. I was like, Oof, I'm mm. going to get a quarterback at four, so I was cheering. So. <laughs> thanks for t- thanks for taking that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell the rest of the league we were chatting about who we're going to take, mate. Come on. Oh, look, t- they're, they're not listening. They're just waiting for the, the juicy bits about trading away all their first-round picks. But, yeah, look. Um, so it was a bit of a dance for that 101, um, and then it ended up being a surprising take of Jonathan Taylor. So I don't know what everyone else is thinking for who they were going to take pre, uh, pre-trades. But, um, yeah, I think it surprised a few people. So yeah. good on you. Change it up a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that that depth again that I was saying like is I could have a fourth quarterback on my team who yes he's valuable but I find it hard in any other league I've been in if I've had you know that extra quarterback and I try to trade him because quarterbacks are value but then people are just, you know they come back and they say well you've got four you don't need four so then they ask for a discount so it's, mm. it's I find it actually quite hard to it's almost better to kind of move a a 101 than it is a a quarterback because people would just kind of yeah rip you off depends on league and and team needs as well but yeah i Mm. think if you've got a real real need at running back um you know running backs value these days seems to be uh you know the ceiling is the roof kind of thing in terms of their value so Mm. yeah look good stuff i guess but um you guys surprised that taylor's the the pick at 101 here i think the one thing i'm gonna say is like just to keep in mind everyone goes on about how much quarterbacks are worth in superflex but you really just have to know your league and so it seems Mm. pretty clear that quarterbacks aren't worth quite as much in this league given the trades we've seen so far given the fact that they haven't gone till three and four eason's at 410 like um so yeah you just got to play on the value that's present in your league and if no one's going to trade you for a quarterback and no one's going to pick them at 101 then you can't try and get whatever you want um for a quarterback in another league the same way in this league so yeah, and i think the fact that it's 10 teams means that you know 20 quarterbacks need a star that leaves 12 that means one spare each essentially um yeah. so there's enough to go around you don't really need to take a dart at these rookie quarterbacks who you know might have fallen into a great situation like jake Fromm obviously didn't and then um you know Jacob Eason's a year on the bench. The point you made about, um, that Dylan made about unable to sell your your fourth quarterback for some value because people say, oh, you've got four and they they want the discount. I think that's the opportunity you have to to back yourself and sell one of your better guys that, I mean, either whether it's age or potential regression, to pick one of them and try and sell it at a high and make that profit off someone there knowing you have a bit of backup in the in the hole behind you so mm. that's a move I normally look to do if if you if you find you can't sell someone like an any your roster type of player that's sort of good for depth but no one wants to pay the fair price I find that if I go for someone like look to sell someone that I that has a higher value or someone that's going to be more likely to overpay I'm more happy to sell someone like that and get a better value than to sell cheaply just because I have you know extra capital yeah that makes sense yeah, it's a good point. Um, yeah, sell the the higher guy, get the most out of it, and then you've still got a bit of depth there. Um, I mean, you know. it's probably tough for you, Dylan, because you're not going to sell Mahomes, right? And then Carson Wentz is your boy, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I, mean, I mean, if that was me, I'd sell. I'd try and sell Wentz for something. Oh, um. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> you, you don't say that. No. <laughs> yeah, but look, it was very interesting to watch because I didn't want to have anything to do with the 101. I was sitting there at 104. And then I heard that, you know, maybe some running backs are going to go early. So I was sitting there with the 104 thinking, oh, I'm going to get a quarterback, which is not what I was expecting. So happy days. And I'll let you guys get crazy over the 101 because it was just, yeah, too hard to keep track of. But um, let's let's move right along, hey? And um, we'll look at some other interesting trades that have occurred over the last sort of uh, couple of months and see what we think of... Uh, of the values pre-draft. So these are some pre-draft trades. I picked out six that I think were quite interesting. 
Um, you as you can chime in on this first one because you've got plenty of interest in this one. So it's OBJ and Dak Prescott went to to uh, I can't even remember who it was uh, for Darius Slayton and two firsts, um, and they were turned into Joe Burrow and Clyde Ebertolaire. Um So those two firsts were kept. So OBJ and Dak Prescott, Darius Slayton, and two firsts. What do you think about that for value for OBJ, Mister Ewers? I think that. Um... This is where what I just said about quarterbacks not being worth as much as maybe, so like looking at this from an external point of view, I'm like Dak Prescott and Odell Beckham Jr. for two firsts and Slayton, who's probably a second. Like, yeah, hell yeah, all day. But um, yeah, maybe Dak so Prescott's not worth two firsts here, here, but I think that I'm going to take the OBJ Dak Prescott side in this pretty easily. Pete? But the... Did you know the um? Oh yeah, go on yours. They were early picks at the time, or? Yes, this was a, a known commodity that they were going to be the 102 and 103. I'm pretty okay. confident. With yeah, that. that makes a difference. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. So you got to think you're going to get a quarterback back mm. there. So you think you know, I'm Darius Slayton, a quarterback, and then whatever else I want. And you think early picks, it's going to be a running back. Um, for OBJ and Dak Prescott. So you gain a running back essentially here, and then you, you get the upside guy of Slayton who could be. Something again, depending on you know what happens to the Giants, and then you get yeah. whatever quarterback you want as well. So, if I'm real just... rebuilding, I'm looking yeah. on that second side, and then I mean, if I'm trying to win now, I'm probably maybe liking the prodigal son side first, but but not by much. I mean, Dak Prescott, I like right now. Um, whereas there's a bit of down, yeah, there's a bit of concern about OBJ. I think he's good, but. Um, He's not going to be the body wise, like great. I don't know. It just, I want to wait until I see it, I think. With OBJ. Yeah. Yeah, tough to predict that bloke. Because, you know, the, the Browns have got some work to do. But, um, you know, sitting as a league mate, Dylan, what do you reckon about this one? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the. Yeah, the OBJ and Dak, like, I don't like Dak, so I have a bit bias. Oh, the um, bloody Eagles fans, eh? <laughs> yeah, no, so I, I do try to remove uh, any bias to all my trades, and I can do it except for Cowboys, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't mind Giants, you know, I don't mind Washington Redskins, but Cowboys really grind my gears, so, um, look, I think, I do think, I have to admit, maybe the Dak Prescott side, um, would do it for me but again it comes down to context of what you're after mm. um, if you're rebuilding yeah that second tra- you know Darius Slayton and the two first is pretty good you know you get Joe Burrow and Clyde Edwards there and you're excited um, and on the other side you've got the you've got vets so yeah I depending on what you're after if you're trying to win now OBJ and yeah if you're rebuilding Darius Slayton and the picks Yes, yeah, so Prodigal made a few moves in this offseason. He also moved or got Juju Smith-Schuster uh, and gave up DK Metcalf and Marquise Brown. Um, this is quite convenient because I think, Pete, you've got Marquise Brown, don't you? And you, you've got DK Metcalf. I've got both of them. Um, you've got I both just, of them. I already know that Greg is going to send a trade to me immediately after this of Juju <laughs> for DK Metcalf and Marquise Brown. And which side are you going to take there, mate? I'm going to keep DK. <laughs> You're a big fan of DK? I am. Yeah, it's, you, it's not a bad trade, though. Did you get Marquise Brown? I drafted them both. I drafted them both, yeah. Oh, I know, it was AJ Brown that Pete's got back. Yeah. 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 Yep. So what do you think about this? You're the owner of DK Metcalf and Marquise Brown? Do you think you would need more than just Juju? Yeah, Juju's a bit scary at the moment. Um, oh, but Big Ben's it, throwing to him, you know? And he shaved his beard. Yeah, and he's... <laughs> I still just, like... How long is Big Ben throwing to Juju? And he wasn't real great, and he wasn't that reliable last year, even though he was hurt a lot. Um, so, yeah, I think DK Metcalf is probably creeping up towards Juju, and Juju is falling back down towards DK Metcalf at the moment, in value-wise. So, I kind of like Marquise Brown. I think a lot of people don't are just not into him at all, and he's a very He's a pretty polarizing player, so you're either all aboard or or not at all. Um, so I, I've been trying to actually move him a fair bit, but nobody seems interested at no one all. Else has got on him. Um, 
or so like I could, but I, I want to get fair value for him. You know what I mean? I don't. I'm not just moving him for the sake of moving him. Um, and it's just it's more on depth. I've just got a lot of depth at wide receiver. So um, I think that so I prefer the two. But it's pretty over close. under one day before you get this trade offer. Uh, six hours. <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm uh, coming back around on Juju. I was high on him, say, two years ago before he had his kind of breakout. Um, maybe it was yeah, it was two years ago, and you guys said I was crazy for putting him in top 20. And then um, just wanted to humble brag a little bit there. Off him a little bit last year, you know, it doesn't help that he had, you know, absolute spasms Wait, throwing you were, in the ball. You were off him after he didn't do well last year? No, just like at this, you know, midway through the year when everyone's like, oh, no, not even actually. Oh, sorry, so he had halfway his, through the year. He had so his you... blow up. Then you kind of think, okay, some regression's coming because you think, you know, uh, Antonio Brown's now gone. Maybe there's going to be a bit of a, you know, a bit more focus on him. I wouldn't say I was off him, but I was a little bit lower expectations as opposed to, say, 2018. I'm back on him this year because um, I think Big Ben back. He doesn't have... Who was it? Blitzen or Dasher or Prancer? No, Rudolph. Rudolph? It was Mason yes, Rudolph. Yes, Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Um, throwing him the ball and then... Duck, I'm just throwing him the ball as well. So I think with Big Ben back, hopefully he builds a bit of rapport, which is, you know, by the looks of it, what he's trying to do, get him throwing the, throwing the ball again. Um, whether I would take the DK Metcalf or Marquise Brown side, this one's a pretty pretty tight one for me, I think. Because mm. I do like Juju, and he's still very, very young for a guy who's been in the league for three years. So, Petey, have a go. Yeah, I'd probably trade Juju for DK Metcalf straight up. Um, I don't think. I mean, that's why I think if I go to that, the Marquise Brown side's pretty, pretty strong. What are your thoughts on Marquise Brown now? Yeah, no, I think um, if, who else are they going to throw the ball to? If they're going to throw it to a wide receiver, they're going to stick to the speed guy that's going to burn down the field that makes an easy throw for a quarterback that's probably not the most accurate. Like throwing it over the top where only the fast guy can get it, it's probably an easy throw for him to make, right? Um, so I think consistency is the concern with Brown. I don't think targets are going to be too much of an issue. Um, but I think I think Juju, like Chris said, um, Ben's age and risk of injury risk is something that probably is a little bit concerning because he's only really been able to perform with that top level quarterback. And um, I mean, I probably put him very similar. Like I said, with DK Metcalf, so I'm going to go on the side with both. Um, I think DK is going to have a good year in Seattle. Like, there's no no one else that's his side size, his speed. Like, he's a monster. Yeah, he's a big. And it, and it works in the Seattle offense. They're not like technical. It's all there's a bit of scramble. Russell Wilson scrambles, and then all that route running's out the window once he's scrambling. So always knocks that I think he's landed in a good spot. That. I mean, he should be performing well. Russell Wilson's end zone, uh, red zone, sorry, uh, productivity is one of the highest in the leagues. And who are you going to throw the ball to in the end zone, the big, strong guy, right? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, this was Party Dude's only move in the last three years. Because uh, <laughs> he's very, very quiet, old Party Dude. He's the uh, max of this league. Um, he got Tyreek Hill, uh, and he gave up Leonard Fournette in the 105. Uh, to the old Papa Koala, who's made a thousand moves in this league, um, as I was looking through a few. I think yeah, I there, want... Oh, did I? Did that thing happen again? You got me. Yeah, that weird thing happened again. Yeah, some, something <laughs> happened. Yeah. All right, so Tyreek Hill for the Leonard Fournette and the 105. Dylan, break it down. What do you reckon? Ooh, okay. Uh, damn. I... Oh, that's really tough. Like, Leonard Fournette's situation... Uh, and who was taken with the 105 as well? Uh, goodness me. Give me 30 seconds. Keep talking. J.K. Dobbins. Wait, That's uh, my guess. One, two, three, four. DeAndre Swift. Ooh. So DeAndre Swift. Yeah. I, I like Tyreek Hill, man. Like, anyone on that offense seems to do really well. Like, they're obviously going to get to the to the goal line more often than not and you know uh Mahomes can get it done so I'm not worried about the Tyreek Hill side you're almost limiting risk whereas you're getting rid of risk in Leonard Fournette you know his situation is kind of questionable and the 105 um 
I, th- I think the thing with our league in general is even though there's like a million trades, they all seem to be fairly even. And within context, you can make sense of both sides of most trades. Um, and in this regard, I would say, again, fairly, breaks fairly even, but I'll take the Tyreek Hill side personally. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Pete, yeah, I'll, plant, I'll plant my flag on the Tyreek Hill as well. Yours? Yeah, probably leaning towards Tyreek Hill, but um, two running backs, it's not bad. But yeah. <laughs> All right, so just so you know, because I just heard you guess J.K. Dobbins hit there, yours. Yeah. Where do you think he went in a Superflex league? Oh, well, I just told you five. but um, Swift went at five, so... Yeah, so uh, I would guess probably in the next three picks. Yeah, so he went at the one eight. After Judy, Cam Akers, two quarterbacks, Plato Bitzler and Jonathan Taylor. So, slid a bit, I guess. But, you know, it's not that the bad. options in front are not that bad anyway. So, all right, let's get to the next one. And I hate what I've done here. Um, trade of the way, Julio Jones uh, for two absolute dart throws and the 104. So, got rid of Julio Jones, got Andy Isabella, got Deontay Johnson, and I got the 104, which ended up being Tua Tagovailoa. Um, looking back on this one, Probably should have just kept Julio. Yeah, yeah look, this is probably up the, in the trade dance. This is the worst trade we've read out. Yeah, definitely. So far. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all no aboard um, the Julio Jones side of this one. Like, <laughs> I mean, you pretty much got garbage for like the greatest wide receiver currently playing in the league. Probably one, the the only one left to have a crack at you know all time receiving records and stuff like that. So I can't believe it. Can't Don't pull back, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Look. I mean, Andy I'll accept Isabella. That. I'll accept that. Essentially, I was I wanted the Deontay Johnson part of this, but then Liar, you that, wanted Andy Isabella. No, actually, <laughs> I don't know why I got in. I've got DeAndre Hopkins. I don't need Andy Isabella. Um, yeah. And then why did you make this trade? Oh my god! I'm not sure to be honest. I think it was tipsy <laughs> Tipsy time for Tua. Tank for Tua, right? Yeah, you're big on. Yeah, now my quarterback depth was poo. I had um, Kyler Murray. Yeah. And Sam Darnold, I guess, is my second, but I'm not a big fan of Sam Darnold. Um, and then uh, outside of that, nothing. Uh, Kyle Allen. Yeah, we. So I did need a quarterback. Um, so I was moving up in the drive. I didn't have a first round pick either. Um, so I needed to get back in there to get a quarterback. And that's what I ended up doing. But I probably, yeah, paid way too much. You feel? I actually forgot I did this until I was looking back through these trades the other day. I was like, what am I doing? Jesus Christ. But yeah, what do you do? Live and learn, hey. Mm. I I do actually like Deontay Johnson though. Like he's he's kind of like went flew under the radar for his rookie year a little bit, and now he's picking up a lot of steam. Like you you talk about Juju, you know, not doing well. He kind of missed that uh, Antonio Brown dude on the outside opening things up for him, and uh, it seems as though Deontay's kind of heading that way in terms of his role in the in the team as well. So I mean. At least you bought low on him uh, before he potentially skyrockets. But yeah, you can't can't get rid of Julio, man. You can't do him like that. Yeah, look, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'll take it because I can 100% agree with you. Because I'm just looking back on it, I was thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, is that all I got for Julio for? <laughs> in saying that, like no one else was offering anything. But in saying that, I probably should have just kept Julio and, and maybe moved something else to get back into the first round. Or, you know, Jacob Eason went in the 410, like who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, anyway. you, on that point you made there, was like, no one's offering around. That's one of the things I think, in looking back at, like, you know, we play in a 10-team league and this is a 10-team league. That 12-team league, or mm. even when you go to 14, there's so much extra depth of teams needing to trade because, like, the bottom isn't just the bottom because someone's been, like, terrible um, in terms of roster management. Teams just don't perform, you get old, and you have to make those moves to either stay alive and you sort of got a bit more competition for players like this. In a 10-team league, someone gives you an offer and be like, oh, like, I want to sell Julio because I feel like I need to because I want to mm. try and get max value. But when only one person's offering, you're probably better off keeping him. No, I agree. And looking back, that's what I should have done, but uh, live and learn, hey? I mean, I would have liked to see another... Um, if you got another first in this one, probably. I ended up flicking Deontay Johnson away as well. Oh, so. so you like him, but you didn't like him that much. Well, I think I ended up getting something decent for it, but I just don't remember what it was, and I'm trying to look back on it and figure it out, but uh, it's just not happening. 
But uh, yeah, look. All right. Anyways, moving on to the next one. Eh? That is Chris Goblin and the 208 for Josh Jacobs and the 106. Plenty of hype over Chris Godwin these days. So essentially you're trading... Oh, this one's tough too, to be honest. Chris Godwin, and it ended up being AJ Dillon um, for Josh Jacobs, and it ended up being um, Jerry Judy, not that the trade was kept. But I'm on the side of the Josh Jacobs here personally, um, just because the running back's in a better situation in terms of what he would get for the 208. Uh, and then, you know, you're going to get a very, very good wide receiver with the 106, which ended up being Judy. And I think Judy's got that high upside spot at the Broncos. And then Chris Godwin, well, we saw what he could do last year. So it's pretty even to me. But personally, I'm going to go with Jacob's side. Um, Ewers, thoughts on this one? I'm a little worried about Josh Jacobs. Not Like, it was all trending in the right direction. And then the Raiders just sort of keep adding little bits here and there as running backs you know, like Lynn Bowden they re-sign Jalen Rashad they, they just keep doing moves that make you think they don't want to just let Josh Jacobs loose and that they don't trust him to catch passes that's where my my worry is his ceiling is capped a little bit I think by what they want to do as a team and I do like Chris Godwin a fair bit so do you think it's strange it's that they just did not use didn't use uh, Jacobs in the past game at all. Because it's yep. not as though he can't catch a pass. But maybe it is. Maybe I think it's just, um, you know, workload management. It's easy mm. just to, to put another guy in that's probably better. I'm not saying better, but I'm saying like Jalen Rashad is someone who's good in the passing game and probably not as strong in the run game. So he, Jacobs is strong in both. So you use him in the run, like more run and then put Rashad in to spell him in the passing game because teams will still have to respect Jalen Rashad's pass-catching ability, right? You're right. Just not overloading the rookie in his first year. Yeah, it could be one of this. One, because they want him to, you know, manage the injury risk. I think that's mainly it. I think Gruden's smart. He's trying to build a team that has, uh, you know, depth... He's a big fan of the depth and like strength of the position, so I think they keep in Rashad because they know what they can get in the pass game, and it probably does cap Jacobs there. But I think he's still got the ability to have involvement, especially if they're not just only passing on third down. So you will probably see a lot of him being uh, first and second, and off sometimes getting spelled on third downs. I think the other thing, as a fantasy player, you can get caught up in this like idea that Jalen Rashad's no good because he's not a workhorse running back but he's very very good at catching passes so put the elite pass catcher on the field like get him on the field that's what they want to do so that's why it's not that Josh Jacobs isn't good at it it's just that he's not as good at it so they want to play the best player in that situation yeah makes sense all right we're going to roll through a few here we'll just say who won Uh, we'll roll through this one so Tyler Lockett and Tyler Higby the Tyler squared uh, for Stephon Diggs and Nikhil Harry Dylan, who do you think wins? Ooh, I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Yes. Tyler Lockett and Ooh. Tyler Higby, the double Tyler. Uh, I like Stefan Diggs. Um, Nikhil Harry is probably a you know a buy low candidate, and you know he had that um, capital. But yeah, and no, I, I like that side better with uh, Tyler. Pete, I'm um, on Stefan Diggs and, and Nikhil Harry. Ewers? Yeah, Diggs. Yeah, I'm a Diggs guy. <laughs> So I'm going to lock in Diggs there. Oh, well, three three against one. <laughs> Not that we're ganging up on the guests. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we have some post-rookie drafts, and this is probably my favourite trade that I've made in a, a long, long time um, because it was three pieces I wouldn't use this year for three that uh, I'm very hopeful for. Uh, so John Brown, Mitchell Trubisky, and Irv Smith Jr., and then a 2021st, uh, but then I got back Matt Breida, Justin Jefferson, and Jalen Rager. Um, I'm pretty happy with this. Young guys, high upside. Justin Jefferson in a good spot. Jalen Rager in a good spot. John Brown behind Diggs. Mitchell Trubisky's poo. And Irv Smith, just a random tight end that I've got. So <laughs> I'm happy with this one. Wait, so you traded away John Brown, mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky, mm-hmm. Irv Smith, and the 2021 101. Oh. <laughs> Justin Jefferson and Jalen Rager. Oh. Come on, mate. Have a look at this team that I've still got. Come on, I've got a, I've got a chance. Yeah, uh, no, I like... I like this pick. I think it must have been sad for you to, to sell your boy, John Brown. Yeah, look, I do love that guy, but 
I'm realistic about him this year. Yeah, and you move Trubisky with, I mean, Ellis getting some return in value, and I mean, yeah, Irv Smith as well. You probably, you know, Irv Smith for. I'm looking at the worst piece being Matt Burita, and I can't even make that trade one like straight away. So I think you've worked out pretty well this one. Yeah, look, the 23 on first didn't really matter because he's already had he already had eight first round picks. So I've given him his ninth. Uh, he's got one more to go. Um, and this is where I got rid of Deontay Johnson because I actually started to panic a little bit because I only got one tight end on the roster, and I was like, well, all the tight ends on the waiver wire are just poo bum. Uh, so I went and got OJ Howard in the 20, 21 fifth for Deontay Johnson. Mainly I thought I've just got too many young wide receivers because now I've got Ruggs, Rager, um, Jefferson, uh, Hightower, like a few really young guys. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to get rid of one. Need a backup tight end now. So that was my thoughts there. So you can have Deontay Johnson after all of that crap that I was talking about before. So. <laughs> I gotta chime in here. Um, yeah, go for it, mate. If, if, if we if we swap out, obviously that trade directly for you got rid of Deontay Johnson. So yeah, I got real it, was, right. it was it was it was it was OJ Howard, a twenty twenty one fifth, Andy Isabella, and a one hundred four for Julio Jones. Like, yeah, look, look, wow. Let's go. The first one was crappy. The second one yeah. that I made with the John Brown one, we'll just cancel them out, and I'm back to even. Yeah. <laughs> It's like two wrongs make a very wrong. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's keep moving. Uh, Curtis Samuel for J- and James Conner for Mark Ingram. Deontay Freeman doesn't have a team. And Nikhil Harry, uh, this is one of yours, Dylan. Yeah, look, I'm I'm a big fan of Big Trust at the moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love him. And I also, I'm the one who got uh, J.K. Dobbins at 108. So I now have, you know, the Ravens backfield. So getting someone like Mark Ingram is more value to me than anyone else. And I gave up a bit. Like, I think James Conner could be the guy, but he's also kind of scary um, in terms of maybe he could lose his job after this year. So I'd rather, you know, Mark Ingram's going to perform. And if he doesn't, he's off the field and I've got the rookie who's going to come on the field. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Devonta Freeman, it was just a throw in really. But if he goes to a good situation, who knows? And Nikhil Harry is just, you know, he's upside. I'll, I'll rather buy low. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good to get Boys, like, Cur- Curtis, Curtis Samuel to Nikhil Harry. I'd, I'd rather the upside of Nikhil Harry becoming sort of the one, whereas Curtis Samuel's upside is like at best a two in a team. And mm. are the Panthers really going to be a team that you want the two on? Maybe not. So I think I'd prefer Nikhil Harry and, and Ingram for Connor as I think... I think they both got short shelf lives, so I think it's a bit of a push to take the better offense. So I like, I like him move here. There you go. You've got one on side, Petey. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I'm. I mean, me and you was bought James Conner in one league, and we had a lot of talks about you know his potential risk, and there is that large amount of risk that he doesn't have another season left in him. Like, um, I don't think he's a candidate that the Steelers are going to pay decent money to keep him on as they're, they're running back when his contract's up, right? So he could be looking for a new team, going anywhere. It's just uncertainty surrounds him. Um, whereas I like Mark Ingram now, and I think having J.K. Dobbins in the backfield to support that just locks you into that that back, right, really? Um, and Harry over Samuel, that's easy. Um, and, and, I mean, you get Devontae Freeman. All we need to do is, like, at the moment, it's difficult for him to sign coming off, you know, a bit of an injury and teams aren't worried but he's still a good he was still a decent running back and he will be picked up by a team he's better than some of the guys that are currently floating around and almost all you need to do is sign with a team and he's going to get a, a bit of a run and if he gets a bit of a hot streak you've already got a like you know another good running back all right and then we've got a Brashad Perryman and a Devin Duvernay for a Jalen Brashad and a KJ Hamler um go to you here Petey because you're a, a Broncos fan with Hamler coming to you that's yeah um, what do you reckon about this trade? Uh, I have to go to the Jalen Rashad, KJ Hamler side, and it's mainly Jalen Rashad, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think he's valuable, and I mean, KJ Hamler's a bit of a wait-and-see type of prospect. I think he's not going to see too much straight away, but they're probably going to try and work him in some stage during the season, but he's not going to be fantasy-relevant. So I think I'm just down on the other two. What's another wide receiver three in... Um, in Baltimore isn't of any value to me and 
Rashad Perryman, where's he playing for? Gase? Like, yes. can, can you buy into that? No, because Gase sucks dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alright. Uh, you as who wins? Yeah, I can see why people are into Duvernay a little bit, hoping that there's going to be sort of a reliable target. But um, I kind of just think that that's not Lamar Jackson's game. He's not looking to dump it off to a to a guy that's six yards down at maximum. Like, if he's going to do that, he'll just run the ball. That's what he does. So, yeah, I can see why. But I, I also don't see much upside on either side of this. I, I really, It's a push. I don't really care. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, um, this was kind of like one of the trades. I was like, oh, that's a bit underwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan, any thoughts? Yeah, it's it's pretty. You know, it's trash for trash in some ways. <laughs> like, like uh, I mean, Brashard. Look, he he could take that. Um, what is it, Anderson role in the Jets? But I mean, what even is that? Like, <laughs> you're not you're not investing that in that long term. Uh, Duvernay, he's on the Ravens. They like to run. Uh, Jalen Rashad, at least there's some confidence uh, in Oakland re-signing him uh, and they kind of use him a little bit and Hamler, I'm not a big fan of the of the speedy guys really but yeah, a nothing trade really to, for me Yeah, I'm agreeing uh, So this one's a no- not a nothing trade for you uh, You oh. traded away Jared Goff and got Gardner Minshew in the 2021 second Yeah, I mean Thoughts on this one, looking back? Look, I, I think I... I, I lost here, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm just real, real high on Gardner Minshew. I, I look at um, what the Jags have done, you know, behind the scenes and getting rid of the big contract with Foles and not drafting another quarterback, uh, and you know, being terrible. So they're probably going to be losing. So Gardner's going to have to throw. And I think, hey man, like they might have a good chance at, um, or oh, he might have a good chance at increasing his value. And you know, he's young. If he was a rookie quarterback coming in this year to the Jags, you know you'd you'd be pretty keen on him, you know, based on his small body of work that he had last year. So I I I'd rather buy low before Gardner potentially you know breaks out and he's unobtainable, kind of like a Kyler Murray. How last year, you know, he was he was obviously a one hundred and one in most superflex, but then all of a sudden he has one good year. Um, he's young and you can't get him anywhere. Like you're paying yeah, good yeah, luck getting price. him off me. <laughs> yeah, no. no, I might, I might be able to get as Isabella off you. I'll send you Julio <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, send me a fifth round pick. That's about what I take for these wide receivers these days. And, um, and I just, I'm, I'm over. Just to finish off, I'm, I'm, I'm over the Jared Goff Rams thing. Like I, I had a third, I have a third quarterback, which is Jared Goff, and I'd rather him be fun and <laughs> like have, have like a high upside. You know, I've got the stability and Wentz in my home, so why not take a punt at Gardner? Ewers, thoughts? Yeah, I get it. Um, yep. Sounds like Makes at sense. that point, if it's, if it's a QB3, who cares, I guess. Um, get the guy that you enjoy watching rather than Goff, who's in the Rams, which sort of seem like a sinking ship at the moment. They're, they're yeah, not far away. They're just like bailing water out and just trying to save it, but they just don't have... There's no depth on their team and they can't afford that. Like they can barely afford their stars, so they've got no draft picks. It's, it's only a matter of time before, you know, um, Aaron Donald and that just can't hold them up and they just completely collapse. Well, they're not getting any younger, are they? So no. Makes sense. Petey, anything here or move on to the next one? Yeah, move on to the next one. Robert Woods for T.Y. Hilton in the 2021 third. Dylan, this is another one of yours, and I think you win this one, so I wouldn't be stressing too much. Thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I like I like T.Y. Uh, sitting there with Rivers. I think, you know, that's a pretty good match um, together. I get the little pick as well, and again, it's kind of like that sinking ship thing with the, uh, with the Rams. I'm trying to get off that stock as soon as I can, and you know, Ty, although he's a bit older than Woods and probably won't have as you know many years left, I, I kind of want to win now, and he he excites me playing with Rivers. So yeah, still the one there in here, as opposed to Robert Woods, who's kind of like the maximum one A one B one C yep. kind of thing. That's that's at the Rams because you never know who's going to get the ball over there. So yeah, hmm. I'm on I'm on your side here, Pete. You have thoughts on this one? Saying so you missed out on the last one. Yeah, I think I'm maybe leaning towards the Robert Woods side a little bit. I don't see um. The Rams doing much more than passing the ball a lot this year. I see them 
perhaps not having very much success in the run game now that Gurley's gone. I think they think, you know, anyone can go in there and do a job. But behind that line, you need some kind of, you know, extra talent. And I think that's what teams have to come to respect from Gurley. Like, yeah, even though he might have been running the best end of last season, teams still have to let that extra man in the box on name value, at least. Um, so I think that I still see them passing the ball a lot this season. Um, and I like Woods still there. I'm just a bit... Probably the difference for me in this one is that Hilton's just that little bit older and I'm a bit off what Rivers can do on a new team. Um, he wasn't great last year with a you know a decent quarterback set. He made I mean, wide receiver core for him. He made a few mistakes um, at a lot of times and the game was on the line. I think perhaps T.Y. Hilton is no longer the T.Y. Hilton we got to use to know with Andrew Luck. So that's why I'm, I'm sticking with the wood side. Fair enough. You as anything? Well, the only thing I'll just mention on, on what Pete said is just like the offensive line is probably the only hope that Philip Rivers has to sort of resurrect his career a bit. He had a pretty poor one in um, Los Angeles and he's, I guess the hope is that this excellent line in um, Indianapolis is going to be good for him because he's not the most mobile quarterback is he but he's got a good deep ball and things like that so it could suit T.Y. Hilton pretty well it's just that that offensive line good continuing to be good yeah. <laughs> the good Dino throw yeah. 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 Oh, this next one kind of stumped me uh, Philip Rivers was the trade target uh, for Rockwell Armstead um, Jovellini however you say it uh, doesn't own Jacob Eason so I think he's just going for a, a one year rental here um, and gave up Rockwell Armstead. Um, essentially, I didn't see much going on with this trade. <laughs> but, you know, it was on the list, so why not talk about it? Um, In a super flex league, you're going to take the quarterback on this side like all day long. I'd... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is easy, Philip Rivers. Rockwell Armstead's not really doing anything, so, yeah. No. I mean, he's a backup running back. I don't think they, unless they get rid of Fournette, he probably doesn't see much upside. But mm. even if they do, I think... They'll just sign someone else. Game. I don't think that... Yeah. He's just, they're just going to turn it over to him. They're just going to turn it over to him. Yeah. Let's talk about this last one because it's a bit more interesting and we've got a member of the, the trade in the room. So Tyler Lockett, Miles Boykin and Michael Pittman Jr. went to Dylan and he gave up Tyler Boyd, Darius Geis, Royce Freeman and 20-21 third. Uh, See so now why he loved the Tyler Lockett side of all the other yeah. trades. <laughs> <laughs> Talk us through your thought process here, and then then we'll wrap up, eh? Alrighty. Um, I mean, I still like Tyler Lockett's production. Obviously, he's got a great quarterback. Uh, and I mean, if it was if it was just Tyler versus Tyler Lockett and Tyler Boyd, I'd still take Tyler Lockett. But you know, that's my stance. Uh, in terms of Miles Boykin, look, he's even though they've they've drafted other wide receivers, he's the only dude who's like six foot two or six foot three so he's got some form of red zone role and i think the ravens get to the red zone a fair bit um and i'm just i'm quite high on michael Pittman jr he was one of my favorite wide receivers coming out of the draft i was kind of sad i missed out on him but i also have ty as well so if anything breaks down and you know michael gets that job it's not really a handcuff per se i just really like michael Pittman. i like the situation he's in He's one of my favorite rookies, so it was a no-brainer. Um, Tyler Boyd, I was sad to say goodbye, uh, but I also think you know a rookie quarterback coming in in Joe Burrows. Uh, you know AJ Green's back, uh, although he actually did perform better when AJ Green was on the field. I just think there's there's more risk there, whereas Tyler Lockett's situation is kind of stable. Uh, Darius Guy, speaking of unstable. Um, <laughs> You're talking about his knee here? Or? Yeah, especially if you're in ACL. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm scared of him, man. Like, I think I traded for him earlier, um, but then, yeah, I just regretted it. <laughs> and I was like, get him get him off my team ASAP. Um, Royce Freeman, he's, he's buried uh, in Denver. I, I really liked him, like how he ran. And the third is just a throw-in, just to get it done. So that's my fault. <laughs> it's always anything third, fourth. It's just like, oh, just get it done. All threads. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I like your side here. Just the running backs. Um, you know, you lose two running backs, but it's two running backs that 
either uh, have one leg or uh, essentially a kind of cut candidate for my squad, I guess. Um, I don't think I want to stick around with Royce Freeman. Um, Tyler Boyd for Tyler Lockett. It's a bit of a push for me. I'd probably take either. Um, they're probably like almost back-to-back if I was to rank them. Um, but Tyler Lockett's obviously in a good offense with a good quarterback and then Tyler Boyd. You know, he's probably got the kind of volume that you need in that slot receiver. Um but yeah, look, it's the Michael Pittman side that wins it for me because yeah, I also like Michael Pittman, and it's pretty much one of the only rookie wide receivers I don't have on this this, this league. So I'll come after him for uh, Andy Isabella pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good deal, bro. Petey, have a have a go. Yeah, I think I'm I'm on board with the Pittman side. Um, you get that uh, Colts wide receiver handcuff, right? Ty Hilton, Michael Pittman. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit out on unless Royce Freeman gets traded or signs again after his uh, end of his rookie contract in Denver. He's pretty much zero value. And Darius Geis is just too much of a risk, right? And like, yeah. if you can sell him now for some value where he's not injured, um, get someone out of it. And I mean, yeah, we're, we're stuck at the Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boy, which one you prefer? And I think I'm going to go with the Tyler Lockett side here just in regards to what they're doing. He's still the main weapon. Him and DK, you know, one, two in that offense. There's no one else competing with them. Whereas Tyler Boyd, you know, has AJ Green back. Um, now they've signed T Higgins. They've still got John Ross. T. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Even your mate that you guys were high on at the end of last year. Had an offense Orton, he's going to look. Yeah, Orton Tate, yeah. He's a boy. Um, yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. You, you get those known assets over some... Like, Some you know, high risk players that just... Yeah. I mean, you can still sell Tyler Lockett or Michael Pittman next year for some good value. Like, next year, yeah, right. for me could be negative value. I yeah, think no, it's one of those trades where somebody wins and somebody loses, but it's not obvious right now as well, because, like, Darius Geis is either nothing, in which case it's pretty easily the Lockett side, or Darius Geis could all of a sudden just be healthy for the rest of his career and be what everyone expected him to be when he was coming out of college and then all of a sudden the Darius Guy side looks great. I think it's probably more likely that he's he's not going to recapture the magic, but um, yeah, I like the Tyler Lockett side here too. I think I'll take him pretty easily over Tyler Boyd. Yep, well, that's that's four clear ones. So, Prodigal, you and all your bloody first-round picks. <laughs> Apparently you've lost this one. So yeah, his strat, I think, was, was quite interesting. I think he had eight of the nine uh, first-round picks until I gave up up my one he's he's chasing down the 10th um from the very inactive party dude um apparently he's off partying like a maniac so but in saying that the the stuff that he's actually given up isn't been too drastically you know he hasn't lost a a trade dramatically um up until this last one that i made with him (laughs) so i reckon i've got the worst trade here and one of the better ones i've definitely got the worst trade with julio jones um and i've got one of the better ones with the Breeder, Jefferson, Rager, in my opinion, anyway. But um, yeah, that Julio Jones one, oh my goodness. Alcohol, eh? The cause of solution to all of our problems. No? I mean, I'm still on board with him. Like, he had to go hard to get that 101, so the trade with you isn't too bad in my eyes. Oh, the first round pick, that's next year. Next year. Yeah, that's. Yeah, the number yeah. one pick next year. I like it though. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't valuable if he didn't get the 101 for next year. If he just he's it. already got it though, so. <laughs> yeah, he's got, got it just a bit. He's got it with. Oh, yeah, good on you, mate. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Moz, if you finish, if you get the one, if you come last and it's the 101, mate, what are you going to do? Mate, if I come last with the team I've got, I'll be thoroughly disappointed. Yeah, you'll probably sell all your guys for seven first round picks. <laughs> I'll go and just sell Kyler Murray for seven first-round picks. I've got Zeke, I've got Nuke, I've got Gallup, I've got Devontae Parker, George Kittle. If I lose with the team, I'll be severely disappointed. Severely disappointed, especially after you see Prodigal Sun's team, who I don't even think has a quarterback at the moment. So, But he's got nine first-round picks, and that's all that matters. Oh, well, good chat. Anything else we want to talk about here? Any news or bloody trades that we've gone through last round? Or wrap this shit up? Yeah, I think we're going for I about think the, um, the Michael Thomas versus uh, Devontae Parker beef is pretty funny. <laughs> the what? Uh, so, so 
Michael Thomas and Devontae Parker have kind of been at it uh, via Twitter. Oh. Uh, yeah, so basically there was like a poll out on NFL.com or something where would you rather stop Michael Thomas from catching a ball or you know, which is harder, sorry, Michael Thomas, stopping Michael Thomas catching a ball or I think catching a pass from one of the Patriots uh, cornerbacks and uh Devante parker voted the cornerback and yeah michael thomas took massive exception to it and they've been at it uh, ever since so <laughs> i don't think you yeah. could say too much to michael thomas the guy's a freak oh, he's, <laughs> he's calling him out for catching passes at the line of scrimmage and yeah. stuff like that uh, right well you know if it wasn't for his last year Devontae parker doesn't really have much of a leg to stand on there i don't think because he yeah, hasn't been doing much well, <laughs> from this one year. of the one of the good calls was like you're a first rounder and how many it took you five and a half years to come out. <laughs> yeah, too right. Goodness, are the Saints and Dolphins playing this year? Because that'd be that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty good. Oh well, thanks for coming on, Dylan. No worries. I'm sure it, man. Uh, it was awesome. Sure, some of the boys will have some words to say about us. But you know what? <laughs> Stuff them. There's that's only one person that can talk any shit, and that's the one that's won the league. And you know what? Stuff him too. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, that, I don't even remember. <laughs> I put, I put my hand up first, so, I, you know, I win. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, that's the only reason why you got on there quick. But, um, yeah. nah, look. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> who, did win it? who did win it last year, I think? Oh, Jov won it, didn't he? Uh, Jovalini? I think, yeah, I think it was Jovalini. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure he, he did won. it. So, look. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe we should have paid out his trades a little bit more. Yeah. Did he get foot. Philip Rivers for nothing? Yeah, he got Philip yeah. Rivers for nothing. And yeah, what are we he also to got my Deontay for? Johnson. and Yeah, look. Oh, he got Baker Mayfield. Oh, he got Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah, he he's, did win he's a few sneaky. of these trades. He's sneaky, that job of Lenny. He did yeah. give up Michael Thomas, though, so maybe we've got yeah, a chance this, this year against him. Yeah. yeah, not for uh, Devontae Parker, at least. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, boys, always a pleasure. Um, we'll be back. I don't know, what we got. What have we got coming up on our on our show, Docs? Any ideas? Uh, Not yet. <laughs> Probably Training do a game. startup draft, maybe. Yeah, do a startup mock. mock. Um, we definitely need to get Sheep Station Cup 2 going. Oh, yeah. um, so if anyone wants to join Sheep Station Cup 2, <laughs> Dylan, the invite goes out to you as well. If you're oh, interested cool. in joining Sheep Station Cup 2, hit us up on our social. And yeah. You yeah, reckon you, get th- you get three people, you as... Moz gets three people, and I get three people. And we have 12. Uh, deal. I've got my first one. Yep, sweet. He's, he's not in here. <laughs> oh, oh, <wow. laughs> Got him. Oh, my poor heart. No, thanks for coming, mate. We'll um keep uh, thanks, Dylan. keep the fans updated on the Anzac Battlers League. Any other trades that come through, we'll live live react to them. Yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. We'll be live Appreciate reacting it. every ten minutes by the sounds of it. Yeah, <laughs> socials be blowing up. Yeah, you as Pete, always a pleasure, boys. You know that. Farewell. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Okay, bye. See ya.